0: Minifandom,
1: all of it. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Minifandom. I am with the Minifan of the year. Yes, Jeff Lowe. Welcome to, to Minifandom for the very first time. Thanks for having
0: me. Thanks for having Great. me on.
1: I hope you're more responsive for the rest of the interview. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've got the minifan of the year. I watched Mount Kirkmore, and they actually had me as the second minifan of the year. So really, we've got the the one and two minifans, wow. one and two minifans of the that's year. That's huge. It is, and I actually agree with Coleman. I should have given myself the award. It was a bit of an oversight from um, me on that. I actually, point. I, I kind of said
0: it to you the other day. I kind of agree with. He initially started off as more of a negative dig on me, but then I, I, I do think Colin on, on today's show, the which would be the December twentieth show. I think he is right. Like he was serious. Like he's like, I'm a little too baked into the world to be considered a man fan. Like I, I I think I after this year I should probably be disqualified. I think that's that would make sense.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking as well, maybe we make it a one of those awards. You can only win it once anyway. So Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unlike the time person of the year, you can win it multiple times. So yeah, so we've probably got the one and two uh, mini fans here. This is, um, so we, we'll get to taking care of business, the, the segment that is dedicated to the New Hampshire cast, which is the best ever podcast Chris Clem has done. I would thoroughly recommend you go and listen to it if you want to listen to Chris doing something entertaining. And um, so this is the first uh, mini fandom since I announced that I'm focusing on Minifandom. I mean, actually, we've got a lot in common here, Jeff. You know, you've just recently said mm-hmm. goodbye to Lights, Camera, Barstool, and I've recently said goodbye to Menas Live. I mean, it was an emotional decision on my part. But when I recorded Minifandom with Julia, I just realized how much I love talking to fans about the show. Minifandoms, you know, it's a positive experience. We're here to celebrate our fandom whereas men live has a different vibe to it and I don't think it's appropriate as CEO of the network that I should be going on men live ranting and raving and getting into fights with people because in the end I need to bring on this talent you know and as I've said many times I need to mentor beanbag Ron and and McFuss Daddy and and uh, Steve from Gloucester I mean these people are my almost my children now so um, I sort of have to thank Julie for reinvigorating my love for Minna fandom and listeners. There's going to be a lot more. I've got a whole list of guests uh, to come on. Um, I've got a list of 15 guests. So there's going to be lots of Minna fandoms. Um, just on lights, camera bar, all are you feeling, um, how are you feeling about that? Because I think you were a little melancholy when we caught up earlier in the week. Yeah, I think,
0: I mean, we. I think we did a decent job trying to hold it together as long as we did. I mean, we could we, could we have done a better job? Obviously, yes, because it could have been like successful. Um, and I think it was initially at first, but I, I, I would be lying if I told you that I I didn't lose some of the juice. And I would say it was a, a co venture with Ken Jack once Trill Bollins, our old co host, left. Um, that was the basis of the show. Like that's how the show started. Um, the show actually started as a because I was a fan of another movie podcast, an Australian podcast, the Weekly mm. Planet. Um they uh a friend of mine, James, haven't had mine on the podcast in a long time. He started the Weekly Planet podcast based on Australia. Um and we basically just tried to do our own thing similar to that.
1: Really wasn't much different. Australians um, are great podcasters. There's, it's un- oh, undead yeah, undoubtable.
0: Yeah. Right. Like they're they're a huge um I remember when foreplay went to australia mm. uh they were told like you should do a podcast beat up there's a lot just like po- australia there's a podcast centric country um and so i ever since we lost Trill, like it just never was quite the same and i think ken jack and i are, are good at what we do but like when you lose uh 33 of why the show started and got picked up that's very hard mm. to recover from um, i'm not saying it's as big as like part of my take losing big cat but like, if any podcast that has a lot of people in it like loses their third, like a third of the show, and probably the funniest of the three, um that's difficult. And we never could really truly recover from that. Which it wasn't. I don't blame him for it. Wait, when, did on, live? when did he leave? When did he leave? He lost. He left in. I want to say about a year and a half ago. The timing is tough for me. Everything. Everything post when my he he left before my dad died. That I do remember.
1: And um, oops, four minutes in, guys, that's how long it took for Jeff to bring up his dead father. So you can cross <laughs> See, it off your bingo every, card.
0: Everything, everything in like my timeline of life is muddied now after that. Mm. And I actually would have told you a second ago that he actually had been on after, but he wasn't. It was before
1: that. So it would have been... Anyway, look, I had a... I, 2021? Okay. But that's still, that's still two years we went on without him, so... And i started listening to Light's Camera Bar after that, so I only listened to... That Interesting.
0: Oh, you should go back and listen to the old
1: ones, because it is... like well, evergreen. So I listened to all the Star Wars reviews you did, so I went back to, um, you know, your reaction to, like, The Last Jedi. And, and so I heard you when you had the Weekly Planet Goes On uh, to talk about yeah. Star Wars and you reviewed the old film. So anyway, look, congratulations on a great run. I'm going to miss it. I enjoyed hearing you guys talk movies and TV shows. It was a great way to sort of keep up with what's going on. Are you still going to do little reviews on YouTube or is it, is it all movies are done now? Short form
0: stuff and yeah, like short form stuff on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, I'm going to hit that when the, when the new year kicks in, I was watching Maestro actually earlier. I paused to come on this show. So still a movie
1: guy, still uh, a good, 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 good. good. And, I know with impressions on podcasts, I mean, if you release more little episodes, you'll get more digital impressions. So if you release like, like, you know, pop culture, happier hour, they just release little 15 minute reviews. Um, Something to think about anyway, in the future, Jeff
0: still like movies that's kind of the okay, main point good. just i like movies different,
1: too. different i like movies too and we actually have to thank uh beyond average mick for your appearance on minna fandom here because the, the story goes that we were supposed to record a video for the producer search but mick didn't send mm-hmm. his t-shirt on time eventually the, correct he fucked that up yes and the time difference and that eventually got us and we, we couldn't record the video so you said to me afterwards i owe you one Mena's, as like you're like the fucking king, like lording over me. But whatever, <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I put it in the bank, and I said I'm gonna catch that chip one day. And he was. Yeah, uh, it wasn't supposed to be Rico. It was never supposed to be Rico. But you're right. The
0: time zone. It's just like that fucking shirt. Just never, never. Got, I mean, it was the whole, the whole bit was around the shirt. Mm. He'll yeah. hey, he'll be on. I'm excited for for Mick's next
1: appearance on the show uh, on KMS. You're yes, for it. He's on my list to get him on Minifan to begin soon the little bugger. Um, All right, so that's taking care of business. Minifandom is back. Lights, camera, Barstool is gone. Men is Live is on, you know, a really big hiatus. I'll jump on and do live shows if something happens. You know, if Gus ODs on drugs and dies, I'll jump on and do a show about it. He had had
0: quite the show on, on, uh, again, Thursday, the 20th episode of December.
1: Gus had a, a rough first 45 minutes of that show. Thursday, the 21st, even, even though, even though I'm in Australia, the dates are still the same. Wednesday, the 20th, Wednesday, the 20th. <laughs> sorry. Yes. He, he, um, he had two rough he, shows he, uh, in a row, Tuesday and Wednesday. And I guess the, the biggest indictment for me is Jeff. We did a video that was two minutes long and he didn't even watch the whole thing. Not- and when <laughs> Kirk says to him, Oh, is, it, is Jeff come on or something? He was like, no. And I was listening, like pulling my hair out going, are they just going to like miss the whole point of, you know, you accepting the award?
0: i actually kind of i actually skipped over when you were getting towards the end of what you're saying i skipped because i just don't love hearing myself talk on things like i don't need to hear myself say it i said it and when i skipped it skipped him talking about not being So i actually rewound back i'm like wait he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even fucking play it <laughs> they did eventually they I did they the did play Oscar, it
1: eventually but God. um that was a bit of an indictment and I don't mean to pile on to Gus cause I do like him, but you know, your job is to be thorough when you're going through sound. I mean, if you're not watching a two minute video, then that's actually really fucked because it's two minutes and he missed the fact that you were on it, which was, you know, the big thing, the the minifan of the year accepted the award. Um, yeah, he's, he's had a rough week. Kirk, I think there's a way back, but I can, I can also feel like when something gets inside Kirk's head, it's hard for him to shake it.
0: Yeah, but devil's advocate, do you want Gus to come prepared? I don't know.
1: Like, if Gus was just Coleman
0: and the only person there, you know, I don't wish ill will on my good friend Kirk Minahan, but I kind of like when Gus isn't prepared. Like, Mm. it's... It's, like, if he if he was in Coleman's shoes, it'd be a different story. Like if if Coleman was fumbling over everything and couldn't play clips, and did, like that would that would pretty be pretty detrimental to the show. But like Gus as the add-on in that seat, I'd almost say if he was like two buttoned up, it would be pointless. Mm, he's it, like it the wacky side paste. Yeah, like it's good that he's like. And again, he had a tough. He had a tough Wednesday. Colonain was was just fucking locked. He
1: was like the Terminator. He was locked and loaded. But, but did, I was... find that very cringy because Colonain was so fucking Joe Average at his job like it was, just, <laughs> no, it was a little bit like... hypocritical of him to then just fucking rag on Augustus. I'm I'm biased though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a
0: Colonain guy. I always like I always like Dave. So I thought that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They were they were just teaming up on him because he was he was such a disaster and who's on i think then the, it'll be a lighter load the rest of the week for for gus because i don't think the people will be going after him it's it's mick and who i forget who it is it's mick and
1: i'm good to the end of today's show with just a few minutes left so don't know i know it's steve from gloucester and montante is that yeah the right which is mean, the he's gonna be, yeah he's going to be fine on that one he's not going to catch much, catch much. <laughs> well maybe i mean because the catching
0: him. heat from steve is i love steve from gloucester but i mean it's a different type of heat
1: catching it from steve steve it is a different type of hate um yeah but I, I i mean i so you said you're a culinary guy is it is that right you so when did you sort like of Dave. i'm also a steve guy okay so were you listening to the show like when it came to barstool like how did your fandom sort of creep up so
0: i listened more and more the more i became close with kirk through trivia but not daily i wasn't a daily listener um just based on just what i was busy when i had time to listen and the producer search they actually said it on on the most recent episode of the show they said that jeff became a bigger fan of the producer search but that also lined up when i moved um and working from home 24 7 and that way it's always on my tv above me or on my phone next to me like i always have it on so it's just significantly easier to watch it like i'm not a big like i like the, the ability to listen live is big for me like i know it's a podcast and that's how it used to be but like the live listen is like the appointment thing kind of keeps me up keeps me going with it um and it's it's easier to catch up that way but I, i i listened prior to prior to like becoming a daily listener um probably for a little while i would say kirk and i didn't really become close until i would say probably middle i don't timing is tough on that middle maybe of the second season does I, mean, I i really don't know but the closer we came the more i listened it wasn't daily and then became like daily don't miss an episode listener as of uh definitely this early like late spring early summer whenever closer to the producer search. Okay. That's when i
1: listened every day so it was creeping up and then the producer search just pushed it over the edge it was right it was right when i moved and i could like ju- i just had the ability to listen mm. whenever i wanted to so yeah um, it's a great show it, i mean like, there's nothing quite like The Kirk Minahan Show. And I'm curious to get your perspective because you've, you, you, you're come from, you know, I've been a hardcore Minahan fan for a long time. I'm brainwashed. I'm, you know, I'm insane. But, you know, I don't think it's wrong to say there's not really a show like it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the reason I enjoy listening to it, I actually, the, the less they talk about Barstool, the more I enjoy it. Because, like, I think part of what's nice about it is it's so not Barstool. And so it's like I listen to all our other shows. I listen to mostly sports of Brandon and Titus. I listen to the Yak. I have radio on. Um, I listen to some of the other podcasts. But like the, like when I listen to the KM, KMS, like it feels like it's in that different world. So yeah, like when the Barstow stuff's in, it's very funny. But like I prefer when it's not that. Like mm. I prefer when it's like a rabbit hole, you know, like with Subway and bullshit like that. Like that's what I enjoy. I like, I like, I, I like the the building of characters and kind of this weird universe and world that like exists in its own little bubble. Mm. Um and that that's where it's fun. That that's where I enjoy it. It's like it feels very that's why I like being kind of a fan of it. Cause I do feel like I'm not gonna be a fan of like like I watch the Yak. I'm not gonna be a fan of the fucking Yak. Mm. Those are my like friends and coworkers. And Kirk is as well. But like Kirk is he's he kind of when you're like a fan, you're under that umbrella and like the other people in the show aren't my coworkers. They're like Steve or Mick and stuff like that. So it feels a little different um we're like the other shows like yeah like in that world those are you know it's like the big cats under big cats umbrella just my other co-workers um not that Coleman's not
1: (laughs) but yeah you get my point yeah definitely I mean and Kirk's just kind of a genius I mean you say it on the dozen and you he has qualities that not a lot of people have He's, he's very quick he's very intelligent he can he can keep that show going, um, and it's it's quite extraordinary watching him do it in real time. That's the thing. You know, I know he thinks about things on his runs and stuff, but, you know, a lot of the stuff, he just has that instinct to know where to go. Yeah, he navigate. I mean, there's
0: there's not, and I mean, not like, I'm, I see Kirk's older than me, but like, I, I still have like a bit of dinosaur media in me as well which is not always a bad thing and like there's an ability to navigate radio and callers and people that that i mean i don't i don't have it Mm. but like i i recognize it because i am you know i'm older than than coleman for example and people like that where while there's a lot of great podcasters who are younger and and great like media minds there's something about having kind of that older radio mindset that if you can channel it into new media it's a pretty unmatched skill and he does have that in spades and that's why it's so good and entertaining and then also again like having people buy in to like the character world like like wit's a great example of that like i, I would imagine without asking wit wit loves kind of the same way that i do like ryan whitney's ryan whitney in the sh- kirk minahan world but he's like a different ryan whitney like mm. not to get too nerdy but it's like a fucking multiverse type thing like yeah i'm jeff d Lowe, and like that's why i try to be like the minahan the minifan version of it within the show and not just like 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 the equal of Kirk of like oh Barstool employee calls in but that's why like I do that's why Jared big cat like you can tell like you're almost like a different personality when you when you land in like the minifan world because like it's so enjoyable to treat it like it's not part of work almost (laughs) even though it is I
1: guess technically in a sense right but but it's also it's like that stuff doesn't matter like when you're in the minifan world all that stuff goes away it's it's you know you shed it but also That's not what the minor fans care about you know they're here to butts balls have a good time i've actually i've
0: called in less i i've actually like i i like to call in like not as much as i used to and i prefer to produce because like i it almost feels like i'm breaking the fourth wall when i call in for trivia where like i'm no longer that fan like i'd rather make a meme about pat ford than call in and talk about trivia where like they bring someone they bring me up like i'll call in if like it makes sense but even like i'll text coleman like if something pops up like for example when kirk quit the other day like hey you can call me if you need it but like don't force it where beforehand i'd be like hey i'm calling in Mm. because like i feel like i don't know i i it's more fun to kind
1: of sit on the other side you know yeah you want to enjoy it it's like kirk and the bo boys he doesn't like to go on because then he can't listen to it right Right. It's just, it's so much what we do
0: is is not because it, it, it doesn't feel like content. That's the thing. It's like everything we do. And I'm very blessed to be to have to be able to say that is content with Barstool. And so like when I have something that I can be a fan of and not make it fully, which is weird to say, because like I feel like when I'm producing, I'm not actually working. I'm just like a fan, like I actually feel like I'm some sort like I'm almost in that, like producer search world when I'm producing it like it's so like, kind of a funny example.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, But no, you're right. It's it's very different. Um, Before we go on, I just want to ask about these mysterious Emmy Awards. So, you know, you, you drop it in as often as you can that you've won two Emmys. Well, and congratulations. I haven't won an Emmy. Um, won some awards for podcasting. But when, when did you – what did you win Emmys for? And these must be daytime. Um, are these daytime Emmys or are these? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um,
0: producer. They look like the real thing. If I taped over it, you'd never know. Uh, just, just a, an associate just a producer, Good Morning well, America. Nothing okay. crazy. So, so you, so that's so you. Small category, same four shows up for it every year.
1: <laughs> oh, um, no congratulations. I have them. They're, they're, they're in my living room. I, I got them. Great. But so before bastel you were an associate producer on Good Morning America, and that's how you. Um... Yeah,
0: I, I did. I did social media stuff. I'd help out with stuff on air when I had to. But yeah,
1: producer on the show for technically speaking. That's why you do such a good job producing KMS because you're uh, a par- gun. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of
0: like <clears throat> strict one to one TV production people, but like a lot of help. I would go on shoots and help with some things and like write questions and and stuff like that. It's so like I, I, you know, I I wouldn't say I was like you know I wasn't like Michael Strahan's producer, but um, you know, when needed for stuff on air, great and off air, I did social stuff and um, that was like the main vertical for me. But like I'd go on shoots. I went to like. A lot of the nerdy stuff right like star Wars celebration d23 stuff like that helps with interviews and production so i love that side of it that's why you know <clears throat> i think it's, it's it's important that you're able to do both uh when you're on air as well which okay. is oddly it's not dying but it is funny it's like you i heard when i was there it's like nobody's going to be just a on camera person anymore and that exists now but then i also see like a lot of people like they still aren't like they still
1: have like massive teams and stuff, but I, I think being able to do your own shit is highly important. Actually, well, it really is good for you if you if you've got that producer eye when you're performing, it makes it a lot easier. You know, like oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And were you presented those? You know, so you won them. Was did you go to the ceremony in LA? And did you did you go up no. on stage, or did they just send them to no, you? I just watched and
0: just um. Just found out we won, and that was it. And then you just get them. So I got two of them. So,
1: yeah, it's pretty cool. Great. Well, it's nice to meet another Emmy winner. Good, good shelf ornaments. That's what they are. Excellent. Um they fill up the bookshelf. Lovely. Well, congratulations. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I did try and Google to do some research to find it, but obviously, associate producer of Good Morning America Emmy Awards doesn't, oh, just, pop up on, doesn't just pop up on Google. No, below levels and levels of, like,
0: Real producers and senior producers, and like you know, so no, I wouldn't that wouldn't pop up. That show's huge.
1: (laughs) Now, I just want to address a couple of things that were brought up on the main show. First, I want to talk about Kane. Now, have you seen Kane, Jeff? Like Kane is able for the Minahan world, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know.
0: I know. I I don't know. I mean, there may be Marvel, remember Marvel character. I'm, I am a new a newer Minifans. maybe there's an older character I don't know Though I'm pretty I'm okay on on knowing older mm. stuff that may not still be in the world I don't I don't have a ton of thoughts I thought the Gus story was really weird um yeah well
1: it was brought up on the show that you know we were all ragging we were all really piling on to my Mike and the Minifans because he went to the bowling alley and all that stuff I'm gonna say I just don't like him like he what I don't like about him is a he yeah, you know, he's one of those smart asses that shits on all the content, regardless, to try and get attention. But then, before we did Mike and the Minna fans a couple of weeks ago, we were in the pre-show um studio and we started talking about gig star wars figures and then he thought he would be so cool if he rang up the main show and said can you believe those idiots were talking about star wars figures before mike and the minifans and i'm just like you're such a try hard doofus like really i mean fucking grow, grow up yeah i i can't say he's one of my one of my favorites
0: uh minifans or characters in the show i don't know a ton about him haven't interacted i obviously have a a developing relationship with many other minifans Mm. where it's like i hate them off the top then become friends but him i he's done some weird things he's done some odd odd moves (laughs) in in the last what month or so so yeah that's a tough one
1: yeah so that's why i just want to address that i wasn't just bullying him because uh, i wanted to be a tough guy or a gatekeeper as some people say i just think he's a dickhead and he's you know i think it's it's very sort of childish to think you you know a conversation about star wars is embarrassing i mean what are you talking about there's nothing more um i, I respect nothing more than people talking about star wars so yeah i don't know why that matters to them. it's very odd yeah. yeah um next question uh next topic was there's been some tension with john from scranton allegedly uh, i'm trying to work out what that's got to do with um i think i kicked him off mike and the Minifans, fans but he actually wasn't invited on and You can't have John on a screen with six other people because he doesn't shut up. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. But also, he was the producer of Men is Live, and I think he's taken it really hard. I mean, he's out of a job now. um, So maybe that's sort of come home to roost for him. He
0: didn't, he wasn't as, as vocal during, he was like, he was good when he was in the producer search, but he wasn't as like, everyone says like he is, once he gets going, he doesn't stop. But like, I feel like that didn't shine through as much where, it might have benefited him with the producer search mm. but again like also benefited to be a complete just fucking doofus in the producer search as well
1: too so that was also a I think positive it, for some people unfortunately I think John's history really counted against him like if he's got a, a you know an up and down relationship with the show over a number of years he's a fucking weirdo like he's it's not that he's not entertaining but his idea of entertaining is very weird you know a lot of his videos he puts on twitter they're well made but they don't really land you don't really there's no real joke there like he's he's i just think in the end he he just probably his history counted against him getting the job because he was as good a candidate as any of them you know skill technically uh prepared wise you know he's a hard worker he never stops but i think his history counted against him i mean he Mm. If you go back and watch his old MinCell show from when uh, the network was really going in 2020, I mean, it was it was always trouble and stuff like that. So anyway, um, so anyway, I'm going to sort it out with John. I don't know why there's no tension on my end. We'll work it out. So Jeff, we're three months into the two new producers, three months in give or take, um, mm-hmm. we're going to do letter grades now. I'm going to give Coleman a B. And then you've Gus a C plus, and Coleman. I think I'm only giving him a B because I think he can improve. Like, not that he's doing anything terribly wrong, but I think he'll get better. So you can't give him an A now because I think there's actually a bigger ceiling for Coleman. And and Gus, I think C plus from from what you said. Actually, if he was an A, that would be boring. Like him being a C plus is good. You know, he's 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 sort of he's around average. And he fucks up enough for you to have fun at him. So what would your letter grades be for both of them? Coleman, Coleman, probably a B, B, I actually, I would give Coleman a B plus because
0: I think to come into the world as a non fan and do this is very impressive. Yeah. I think anyone who gives him shit for not knowing old stuff is crazy. I think the fact that he came in as a non fan, he also scrambled because he had just been fired. Um, Excuse me, sorry. So he came in late in the game. That's impressive. Yeah, um, I think there's definitely things he could do better, but he's pretty good. Um, he's only going to get better. So I, I give him a B plus.
1: Oh, by the way, um, people people say I'm not funny. I came up with the Coleman is gay joke. I just want that noted. Kirk keeps saying, man, this is not funny anymore. I came up with that joke. Well,
0: funny funny would imply that that's a joke. Um, okay. Which it may just be an observation. <laughs> well, it is an observation, but I thought it was a funny oh, observation. <laughs> As someone who spent a lot of time from the area in which coleman is from down the jersey shore coleman is like a fucking cookie cutter human being from that area it's very funny to me um from his area yes (laughs) uh anyway Uh, coleman i would say b plus gus i don't think gus can ever be anything but a c plus c or c minus and i think if he, like i said if if gus is a b minus he should be fired that means that that's like a bad zone but i i'd actually say i'd give gus a c minus um I think Gus is very funny I think he's very good whether it's intentional or not, I don't know but there's that one thing which I'll knock him on is that it was that run of Justin doing things he should have been doing mm, yeah. like I I like Justin but just Gus should have been looking for potatoes in the middle of the show I think that's like the that's that's like maybe the best example as to like where he falls short Gus should have been driving to Subway like that's his role and I think he's very good at it when he find when he finds the moment he does it. he's very good at it and like even when he's not trying he's he's funny and and his his the negative things that he does are like like stumbling on his words and not being prepared and things like that all that all is very funny and i would hate for that to change but i think on top of that it's it's the crazy things that like justin does that Mm. i do think gus needs to do more of he needs to see it. he doesn't it's like he's not seeing the field like i don't know what it is like it's like he's dropping back to pass and he's just not seeing the open receiver but i think when he does i think he's really great at it because he is a shameless human being. Um, and you have to, be to do a lot of those things. And I think once he starts seeing the opportunities, he has to be very good at it. I like Gus. I like shitting on Gus. I'll admit that. <laughs> but like, I'd also help out Gus at any moment if he wanted to. And I think he, I hope he knows that. Somebody got mad at me last week when I was, when I was like, oh, Gus was adamant about getting me this thing. Got all upset. I'm like, I'd help Gus out in a heartbeat, but I'm going to, I'm going to make fun of him. Like, it's just, that's just what's going to happen. Like, that's his role. That's the seat. That's mm-hmm. the seat he's sitting in.
1: I like Gus, and I'm going to make fun of him as well, because you're right, that, that is the role. Also, we're getting a real like medical example of what strokes do to people. I mean, we see it every day in the show yeah. that he says these things that come out all fucking all over the place. And you know, it happens to anybody, anybody that speaks enough on a microphone, your brain just doesn't work sometimes. And people who listen to me in a knows that happens to me a lot. But Uh, with, with Gus in particular, you know, the, the way he's able to spit out a completely nonsensical sentence and then a second later, he puts it all together and it, it comes out, um, perfectly. I mean, it, there's a real medical journal here if we wanted one. I, I love
0: him saying things the wrong way because you just truly could not make that up. Like there's no way to make, make that like your bit. Like it just has to be a natural thing that happens, mm. and it makes me laugh every single time.
1: It's very, very funny. Um, do you think Justin will end up at Chicago, and do you think he'll do well? I do. Yes. I don't have. I don't have much. I mentioned it
0: when I was producing. Well, we got a small update. It wasn't anything crazy new, but like it. It does sound like. Will he do well? I don't know because I don't know what exactly he will do, but um i i do think he'll end up there it sounds like it's going to happen unless he has a change i think it comes down i think it will come down to him Mm. if he decides not to do it honestly
1: yeah yeah i think it'd be great there so i hope he does it um so look this is probably a bit of a, a concerning point for you as head of the dozen i don't know if you've been following this but the the kirk versus rico feud is about to explode i mean it is simmering away but The lid's about to pop off and it could go nuclear. Um, Kirk has said he's going to go on Jeff Nadeau's podcast, The Sit Down. Yeah. I mean, this is concerning for the the CEO of The Dozen.
0: Yeah. um, My main concern is him staying in the league. I care more about that. Kirk Um, or Rico? I really want to lose Kirk. Obviously, I want Rico in the league as well. But if, like, Kirk were to trade him or something, which I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't think he is. I have i have no clue but yeah you can sense it too he denied his call the other day assuming that was him mm, must have been um i have you'd have to assume that was him it was a time of show where he usually calls in um yeah we'll see i don't i don't really know what's what's on the front there i think they're going to play a match we we're supposed to record a match this week and we didn't oh that's going to air the first week of january we're going to probably record it next week or like the day after new year's so we'll see i don't know where they're going to stand but you can see you're right you that's a Going on, maybe I don't know. Maybe Kirk just wants to talk to Jeff Nadeau. That could be yeah.
1: possible. Jeff Nadeau's great, but uh, with Rico and Kirk, though, like, how do you think Rico is going to react to to Kirk going on the sit down? No fly zone. He's no changed, fly list.
0: He, he's a changed man. So Rico is definitely okay. a changed man. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if we'll get like an, an all an old Rico Bosco freak out, but. He also cares about his trivia teams. Maybe he won't say much at all. I don't know. That's a, it's a, quite the a developing situation. So I'm happy that it may come to a head on on the dozen. That might be where it pops off. I don't know. Uh, do you, it doesn't mean he's going to answer his call anytime soon no. on the show. And, and
1: do you agree with Kirk that Rico is one of those guys and he walks into a room and he's always looking to talk to the most famous person or the person that can do the most for him? Uh, I don't know. I know Rico
0: likes to go, likes to be friends with all the college coaches, so. Um, Hey, I got him. He got on a nice trip like a week ago. I don't, know if, I don't know if they paid for it. I don't think they did. I think he paid. So, it what, way, what but... college coaches? What were took about? College basketball. Or... He went to a couple of big college basketball games last week, uh, for teams that he's like friends with the coaches, with like Alabama. Um, or went to Kansas State. I forget I forget exactly what the cities were, but uh, went to some big. I think it was Creighton and Alabama, but he went to some big games. Got to see some cool games. So, yeah, I, I like Rico. Rico, Rico is. I've never in my life dealt with anyone like Rico, and. I will probably never
1: deal with anyone like Rico ever again is my guess um, for as long as I live. <laughs> yeah, so. He's a lunatic, but he, he maybe he's one of those guys that, you know, he saw Kirk and thought, okay, Kirk's one of these guys that Kirk for s- somehow is in this sort of upper echelon of Barstool, even though he's not, you know, he's not had the biggest shows at Barstool because he's older and come from radio, you know, he's in with, you know, big cat and Portnoy He's in with those guys. Um, he's not a shit kicker, and I think maybe you know. Did Rico sort of use Kirk as a stepping stone, as someone to you know just further ingratiate himself with the the powerful people at Barcelona? I don't know. It's a question, like because it, it seems like now he's you know he's off with other people, and um yeah, Kirk Kirk's got a good instinct for these things.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't think he. I, I would defend Rico there. I don't think he used him. No. Okay. Uh because because keep in mind Rico came in as like smart smart
1: player. because you could lose a team if you if you if you no, the fire. I, I, I don't think,
0: remember how it all started though he, he he filled in for 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 Jared and the dozen mm. um so he, he kind of you know he kind of helped out there um no, no I don't think I don't think he uses Kirk mm. I, I I hope they mend their ties I would hate I would hate for them to not be friends anymore that would be that would be not even just a league thing like though as two friends of mine that would be that'd be a disappointment we oh, had some good
1: funny. times together so that's very sweet I'd hate that. very sweet of you to say that thank you <laughs> with um Kirk in the dozen you said you don't want to lose him for the league is it because you like having this sort of Michael Jordan of trivia just adds something to the whole competition well you I mean beyond any of that
0: you don't want to lose your your defending champion yeah that's that's like day one shit you don't want to lose your three-time MVP like I would love for someone to challenge the MVP crown he kind of had a little bit of a challenge last year he ended up running away with it against Fran but like I would love for someone to challenge him for the MVP I'd love like I want him to have a title defense like that that would be that's terrible now if this had been the third year okay I can live with it and I even said like I could live with him not come like I had to cope with it because at one point I was convinced he was not coming back and I was like well at least he won one because Ooh. like Oh, there's a couple people, uh, I would say kind of the final four teams from last year, and then tack on probably like the Frankettes. I would hate for any of them to to quit before getting like one more chance at winning at all because like they've all played the most. They've dedicated the most time. They put aside their own shit to come do the show. So uh, like if someone were to quit and never come back, like like if Brandon quit, I'd be like, that's a bummer. Like he never really, he never won a title or if like Frank quit. So Kirk falls in that space. At least he won one. I was like, all right, whatever. That's how I coped with it. But like, you don't want to lose the like in the middle of the season, the guy who just won and the MVP. It's like it wouldn't delegitimize the rest of the league. And he even said that to me. it was like, he's like, you still got a lot of good teams, whatever. And I was like, come on. I was trying to get him to come back. Um,
1: the, the, so you, we would we would have marched on, yeah. but it's, it would have sucked. They've definitely come back to the pack a little bit. The the Kirk Minahan team. They've come back to the pack a little bit. So stop watching football. And I don't think that's what you're doing. Um, no, I have Slack open. I'm, I'm the Dozen is airing right now as we speak. So great. I'm like,
0: Good. I'm, I'm making sure nothing is wrong. Yeah, it's,
1: it's going to air and sounds fine. Good plan. Um, yeah, with, um, with the Kirkmanhams teams come back to the pack a little bit. What are they? Two and two, or two and four? Or championship
0: hangover. Every championship team has actually started out poorly. Has started out under five hundred. Uh, Uptown Balls had a tough start last year. The Honkers had a tough start their second year, and that was when they still had Coley, Mincy, and Robbie. So it wasn't like they had like a different team. So they've, they've they we've had every teams had a championship hangover, and this one did. Obviously, it started out a disaster because mm. he played by himself. Uh, the second match, they were good the third match was that nightmare against uh Castellani's team and then this one um they they finally won they had a big comeback which I think this I think this righted the ship a bit I think it's a classic like needed to see the ball go through the hoop on a free throw to like be able to get some shots up I think they'll be fine going forward they play good teams that's the other thing also they're never there here's the here's here's the rub with a dozen like it is what it is and, and if you haven't realized this maybe you're an idiot the top like eight or nine teams, they have no chance of missing the tournament. <laughs> You're always going to be voted high. They're going to play the good teams. I've weighed I've weighed everything out where losing to good teams is beneficial. So, like it's not really going to hurt them. They'll be in, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a tough start. I think he knows that he mentioned in the show. So they 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 stunk in that that third match. If the he first is- match was the throwaway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they played Dave's. Dave's team's really good. They're number one team for a reason. They are a good team
1: right now. And, and he played by himself for fucking 10 rounds. So if you had to set a money line, what would you set it at Kirk's team defending the title? Um, right now, I would say,
0: I would say I would probably put their odds behind the experts, the Frankettes and ZD. I put them ahead of the yak. Okay, because so you- I do think Kirk is a great equalizer. I think he does need his guys to still perform well. He's 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 always that the third match was weird. He even says like I wasn't great. That was that's an anomaly. But he's always been good, but they never made it out of the first round until last year. It's not even a knock on him. He needs his guys to be, be hitting well. They hit decently well last game. Hank played okay. Hit some big ones. Rico played okay, but like you saw it like until last year when other guys performed and Rico stepped up and quick set up. They weren't winning anything in the tournament. So I would put them forth there because right now they look unfortunately probably more like the first two seasons where it was Kirk carrying every ounce of the team it was to last year like he got just enough help or if he gets just enough help going forward. They're obviously the favorite um, but I, I would imagine he would probably agree with me on that like right now he's not he's getting season one and two production from his teammates. Where he needs, he needs season three because you just can't win
1: that show alone. You can't do it. He's proof of that. Interesting. So you'd have him fourth favorite behind those three teams. you named Okay. Interesting. Those, those three teams
0: are right now firing on all cylinders, all three members. And that's something that he just doesn't. He doesn't have like he he's he is. He has scored above eight points every year, including the first year when there was less points available for most of the season. He he can score. He's I mean, he's proof he scored 10 points in the first match and they lost because he had to play by himself. Like that's crazy. He knows it too. So honestly, it's it's more, it's an indictment on his teammates more yeah. than it is him he's, he's always consistent. He he's going to give you the same the same amount of points every match. And then when his teammates show up, they're kind of unbeatable. Um, but we'll yeah. see right now. They haven't really shown up. As much. Hank did the last match. Yeah, no, so I think if they Rico show up the him.
1: rest of the year, they're the favorites. Yeah, time for him to pull his finger out, Rico and Hank um all right so that's the dozen there's a couple
0: people that there's a few people in the league that if they if you put them with him they i'd, I'd almost have to like cancel the league because they'd never lose like there's just a couple it's it is it, it's it's why that team is so fun to watch so interesting because they've always had like this ragtag group and it's and the puzzle pieces is finally fit last year I, almost by accident on some things rico mm remember like I was not with the company for 15
1: for a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Um, the audience I mean, Kirk's always uh, forward, shouting out answers, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so you've had two great, great successful shows at Bastel now, obviously the dozen and and then recently surviving Bastel, host of that. I thought it was mm. a big, big mistake to get Kelly Keegs on at the end to do that weird wrap up show. I think should have been you probably um uh, I don't think it should have been me I disagree but not, I I, not her. She, I I knew I knew this. too
0: much of of the personal bullshit back and forth and for me to whatever I mean you it's I I respect his agreeing with that but like for me to be the one to prod and needle didn't feel right because it felt like I could have had an agenda or be biased mm. so that's how we attacked it um I thought she was in a tough spot it was and people also didn't come to play I also need to know Um, Yeah. People did not play ball Uh, and they they were teed up like people were teed up to say things and do things. And I mean, Rico and and Jerry mended the fences before
1: the show. Do do, do you think it was because. So you filmed like the whole thing and then you just unveiled the winners in Chicago. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Do you think maybe a bit of the the heat had come out of it by the time you got to Chicago? No.
0: No, because when we, the days leading into it, it felt like it had reignited. Okay, good. And then a lot of the things had, had kind of smoothed over. Uh, Honestly, the answer is definitely no, because everything you watched before the vote had happened. Yeah. Like Kevin threw something up in the air that he didn't really finish on. Kirk brought that up in the live show. So like, well, well, they just, 10 minutes before that, they just said nothing. Mm. Like they did. They came close. Like Dave and Big Cat kind of went at back, went at it back and forth a bit. But after that, they didn't really say much. So. I don't, I don't think it would have made any, any difference. It felt like the days going into it that something
1: was going to happen, that people were going to say shit. And then it kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that sort of a a bigger audience got to see Kirk make one of his famous takedown speeches, because (laughs) as a minute fan, and I'm not like saying we've heard that kind of speech 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, 40 times, Mm -hmm. you know, like him calling someone's kid a cunt is not a big deal for him in a fan you see you get the joke but to see him do it on that big stage and that heel turn where he went from you know his conception to that being the worst day of stephen chase life i mean it was brilliant and you know i hope it has brought a lot of new fans to kms
0: yeah i, I would assume so I even mean, like with the company where people paid attention to things like tommy and stuff and there's like it's a little more clear in that sense um it seems like the, for, the... For people to like to, to, it makes more sense for people like mm. like gus was a what the what was a gus mm. and now people know
1: what, what exactly. gus is so um all right we'll get to um listen to questions because we've got a lot of them but i guess um you have to say inside barstool now there's a lot more fans of kirk than there were a year or two ago like he he's turned mm. turned the corner he's mr Bastel, he's i've always said he's the the most you know prodigious talent at the company. And I think he's being recognized as that. I mean, who else could do what he does? Win trivia, win golf, be funny, be acerbic. You know, he's, he's got it all. Just
0: the, he he didn't get the, he didn't get the survivor, which I thought he was gonna win at one point. Yeah, I knew was he
1: was one thing have, he doesn't have. People have hated too much.
0: <laughs> no, he was, he was closer than, than, than I think you, you may realize. Like he, there was, there was a time where I thought he was in the perfect alliance and I talked to Stephen Che and I was like it's like pretty good alliance I think I said this on Kirk's show it's pretty good alliance Compton you Kirk and he's like "No, it's me and Kevin I was like what um obviously I'm not gonna meddle and tell anyone but I was like okay wow and so the, up until that moment I thought he was kind of locked in and even then I thought he could navigate out of it I mean there's a chance that he won the balloon thing that he would have won mm. um I do think he would I mean if he would have made he would have gotten most of the votes had he made it with any of those combination of that final three i think fights if, and that this assumes will is eliminated yeah if will goes instead of kirk i do think kirk and obviously he would have, to have won challenges because comp the one challenges i do think in that, those final three i think he gets a lot of the votes i think him versus fights would have been very interesting i think him fight versus fights would have been a tough who would have gotten votes but kirk against anyone
1: else i think would have won will was kind of a boring winner like because he's such a nice guy and he, I don't know yeah maybe um one of the challenges was
0: cool though like he be kind of like beasted his way to the win and that's what I thought was neat like he didn't he wasn't he wasn't a boring winner in a sense of like for Survivor fans like Sandra um who won by doing essentially nothing other than like yeah. politicking he's no Will Sandra. did stop. yeah no will
1: did stuff and that I appreciated. good stuff um a couple more topics before we get into listener questions um Mayo sucks I agree with you just want to put that out there you went from hating me to not hating me as much anymore it's like more of like a bit hate yeah his bits are the worst people think I'm not funny his bits are the worst (laughs) and Kirk wants to do a movie show would you have a problem with that no I don't give a shit I don't can do a movie show okay I think just don't
0: say you hate, don't, just don't don't tell people to not go to the movies. That's my
1: I don't think Kirk is to. that. And 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 actually, no, no, he doesn't.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying at Barstool, like as long
1: as I don't care if anyone at Barstool wants to talk about movies, just don't say don't go to the movies. I have to say, I wouldn't say I fell in love, I fell out of love with the movies, but I started to sort of drift away from really, um following new movies and really being into it. Um, but then actual KMS, you know, Kirk talked a lot about movies with Clamor, and that started to sort of, I would say, reinvigorate my love for movies. And then I started listening to LCB lights, camera, bar stall. And I, I, I'm much more of a movie buff than I was a few years ago. I mean, I grew up, I, I always, always loved movies, but I just drifted away. Um, so I'm right back into it now um, and mainly due to Kirk and Clamor um and your show um so i'll never tell people not to go to the movies and i love movie talk
0: yeah no i i I love it as well it's a bummer it's why we ended what we did but i'll still talk movies with anyone at any time i love it i mean i love i'm excited to watch this dog shit Zach with snyder movie on friday on the plane flying home very excited for that Uh, actually i was just just like 15 minutes ago talking to kirk about that we were talking about like why not like Zach snyder came out and said that Oh, you know, in order to be able to make something that makes money, you know, we needed to cut things. Like, but it's on fucking Netflix. Isn't that the point? Mm. Isn't that the whole point? Like, you're like, isn't that why Scorsese did Irishman on Netflix? It's like, he could make a rated R three and a half hour mob. Like, what? I just, I don't understand. Like, is Snyder's contract different? Like, it's very strange. So I'm excited to watch that. It's getting hammered.
1: It's getting hammered on the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, or, and uh, f- All right. Well, do you have anything you want to bring up about the show before we get into listening to questions? Anything you want to get off your chest, any issues, any characters? Now's your opportunity. You speak no, directly to the minute know, fans. I,
0: I don't, not really. No, I don't think I, I, f- I feel like I, I live in that world daily. It's not like you don't hear me talk about it. Like I, I send out tweets, like I try to like one or two reactions an episode. I, I, I would like to know who people would want me paired up with when I'm in Boston probably this summer i think like I, I said like i want to go in with mutt but like who else like is it like a jared is it like a, a wacky character it's pat ford uh, i don't know if i want to be i don't know if i want to be next to fucking Mick. yeah pat ford obviously is a prime candidate we you, you be bed, there. no doubt. the 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 and like i'll, I'll make him like a check I've, I've had kevin call in twice now and i've when i've produced but i'd love to hear trump and i would love to hear Peter King. I'm a big He haven't called him in a long time, but I love the Peter King call. It's like one of my favorite niche, <laughs> stupid impressions, like really
1: dumb niche impression So I love that. Okay, uh, you actually came to the world. I mean, one of the reasons you came to the world was um Kirk said you've got a huge penis. I mean, that was his. That was that was yeah. That was quite the. I forgot if that was even from. Like I don't even remember just, what that was. Called. He just saw your bulge. I think at the mini golf, and obviously he couldn't take his eyes off it.
0: What a fucking what a world the show is. Yeah, you're not <laughs>
1: denying it, so uh, Jeff's got a massive hog. Can't
0: deny it. Can't deny it. Yeah,
1: why would you anyway? Why would you? Like, yeah. If he said it was micropenis like Cullenate, I mean that is one of the wildest things from Cullenate's history on the show. The fact that he he went on air and said he has a micro penis and then goes <laughs> actually it's not a micro penis. I mean, I mean I'm exaggerating. I mean. You can't come back from that. You just you like you don't have to say that.
0: Like you don't there's no one will know. You don't need to tell people that. Mm. That's
1: a crazy thing to say. Okay. All right. Well let's get to listen to questions. The first one is from Andy Mayer. Okay, Jeff's top oh. Jeff's top moment of twenty twenty three. I'm assuming that's show moment. Show moment. I mean it's a stupid question. We can fuck 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 that question. Um
0: no, it's a good it's a good question. I'm trying to that's so tough this 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 is we're listening so many days and it just it makes it it blends together and it's not much of it as well I gotta say the other day it's not top show moment but the other day when when he when got when Coleman didn't know Babe Ruth <laughs> and said Mike Piazza was was maybe the hardest I've listening to the show ever <laughs> just like it was it was shocking trying to think favorite show that's tough stuff during the producer search was very funny as well anytime someone gets kicked out of the studio i laugh like when what's his face pizza guy who was it got kicked out Mm. um i love like little moments like that yellow shirt
1: guy yellow yellow shirt guy was a good moment when he just sat there staring the whole time to to me though I, i don't know Somebody some couple weeks ago and Kirk just destroyed them off the Oh, that was Beanbag Ron. Bean, Paul Beanbag Ron. Beanbag Ron, right, 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 right. Like that's that's the see, it's the dumb shit that sticks
0: out for me. That's why like I don't envy, envy the job that uh, Gus has to do with the with the mm. top show moments, the best of, because it all blends together so much. Obviously, it's his job, so he lives in it a little more, but I love the little stuff. Like the little it's not like offhand things make me laugh. Like most. Justin
1: driving to Subway and, and all that stuff. Right, um. right, right. I um, I think though the producer search as just a a period of time of entertainment was the best of the year. I mean, that was fucking popping. Every yeah. show you had to listen to, you know, there was the Quinlan magic, you know, there was everything. It was that producer search period. Quinlan's was, call. Yeah. Quinlan's call when he was like that, that, that might be,
0: that's up there.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh, next question from Andy Mayer. Movie you most excited for in 2024? dune okay i'm excited dune too i'm excited for that uh will you be in portland no i will not be i don't know when i'll be at a live show i will be at one i will make that work i just don't know when hopefully he does one in la and then we can both go because it's just one flight. That's easy one flight for me yeah, right
0: that'd be that'd be that'd be quite simple yeah yep. Um, hey, I, met, I met a, there was an LA fan at the Rams game who came up to me. So there's, there's, a, there's at least, a, he's at least a handful of people that even do something out here. Yeah. There's, so.
1: there's a few in California. The black ombudsman lives yeah. in California. There's a, there's a few. Right. 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 Great call the other day. He, he visited me in Sydney. I don't know if you know that, but he came here for work and we had dinner together and hung out at Bondo Beach. So yeah, let's do, let's make LA work. But yeah. I'll, I'll go to a show no matter where. I'll yeah.
0: eventually do one. That's, that's for
1: sure. Yeah. Um, Andy Mayer's last question, is it weird for a grown man to order a single hot dog for lunch? Because we went out to hot dogs for like brunch and in Australia, we don't do hot dogs for brunch. You know, we do like bacon and eggs and waffles and so I had like one hot dog because it's like eating a hot dog for brunch is a bit weird for me anyway. He hasn't let go go of it. Um, all right. Sneakers. Okay. You, you know, sneakers. Yeah. So you know, yep. Does Jeff have any original ideas or is he trying to make a career off of ripping off old game shows?
0: I mean, that's like,
1: it's like, it's, it's like every, everything is a take on something else at yeah. this point. I don't really know what. Well, you know, sneakers has to be trying and be controversial.
0: Right? Yeah. That's, that's like, like whatever, like, yeah, it's a trivia show. No shit. <laughs> no shit. It's like, <laughs> It, it's an original version of something that exists before it's like everything nowadays and actually honestly most of the original game shows that come out nowadays are like very hard to watch and very insufferable not everything needs to be the most fresh idea it just needs to be, needs to be you good. can reinvent something you can
1: reinvent something that exists and still have it be have it be somewhat decent it just stuff. has to be entertaining that's that's all right like whatever roscoe sure. one of the worst minifans. fans jeff do you in fact hate castellani
0: um no i don't hate chris okay it- i hated his fucking blog but he knows that
1: what about what was what was that about it's-
0: his movie theater blog he knows that though so that's like oh it's old hat that's old
1: news what was that the one where he wrote about not going to the movies did i hear something yeah. like that yeah mm-hmm. okay and that's the lingering animosity so you still kept him on lights camera bar still afterwards it feels like he, he
0: was there was like a week he was off suspended that wasn't suspended he just wasn't we just we were kind of doing one last ditch reinvent the wheel and
1: we didn't reinvent it. Okay. Uh, Jeff, any chance in hell Gus could do 20 minutes of comedy? Uh, uh,
0: yes. I think, is it good, is the other question. Probably not. No. I think he could do it. I, I kind of believe he did it. But uh, like bec- anyone who says, like the, uh, the, his his closing joke made, I, I don't, I, listen, I rewound that <laughs> to show and let's do it three <laughs> times because I tried to make sense of it anyone who, who who pitches that as like this is my best thing clearly they have a rolodex of material so i believe he did it was it did he get like tomatoes thrown at him maybe but like i do believe he did it okay. like was it remotely was there one laugh had throughout the audience maybe not
1: no i would agree with that sentiment ned snark how proud would your father be if he knew you became a Minifan fan um i don't
0: my dad would have liked Kirk's team on trivia. So I think that that would have been like the starting point. I made that joke. Like my family like really could not have cared less about anything Kirk said in that show in surviving Barstool because they knew him and I are friends. So it's like it's like uh, that. That was kind of like the funniest. That was like kind of the funniest fallout from all of that. It's like they just nobody cared. They thought it was funny. So. Okay. So you think your dad would be proud. So I mean, my dad, My dad's an old radio My dad's an old radio guy too. So I Ned, okay. so,
1: to answer your question. Jeff's dead father would be proud Don the jeweler how close were you to firing Alan Aguirre now that was the person that Montante exposed as being a KMS hater he said it on air I, I told him I would
0: I would get rid of him fully if he came back into the league and that that was what he wanted but he made Adam he's like I don't want him to lose their job over this so um he just said I'm out I'm, I'm out of the league just this is just how it goes he said it, he said it on the show. Like he said, I was, yeah. I, it was a one for one offer. So it, it was, yeah. I mean, it was close to him saying yes.
1: And have you had conversations with Alan in private since then about not being. Yeah. There fan? was a lot, there was a lot of discussion, that whole entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, the, the minor fans find everything. There's like spies everywhere. It's kind of creepy.
0: Yeah. That whole thing was, was pretty fucking wild. I wasn't, I wasn't amped about
1: all of that. All right. David from Hull do you think ah do you think it's yes you had dinner at his restaurant met him (laughs) one of the one of the people i've met yeah i met him as well when i was over great guy him and i are very good friends um david from do you think it's crazy that matt thinks he's too good for the network
0: (laughs) um he's got to go on now he's got to he's got to go on at this point i like come on Give give it a, give it give it a go give it a whirl like like that's like he's got to go on at least one time, I said I again I offered to to have him do it with me go on together if he if he wanted a partner in that um, we kind
1: of dropped the ball we didn't even ask him or Jared Carabas I know him. we didn't
0: he's 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 I I need him to go on he's got to go on
1: okay I agree and have you tried getting mutt a job at Barstool I mean I think Jeff's just happy to keep his own job at this point
0: yeah no I'm not I'm not yeah I can't I can't I mean if if. If you ever if you ever was in deep talks and need someone to vouch I, I would definitely vouch but
1: because you're really lucky i mean the way the dozen and surviving Bastel went like obviously at lcb lights camera bastard didn't go well so they've shit canned it whereas you know if it wasn't for the dozen and surviving bastard, you'd be like coleman was a few but, months ago on the on the job circuit maybe could be the case yeah, yeah. you could be applying for gus's job maybe yeah <laughs> all right um Oh, here's a good question from Kelly Jane White. What was Jess' first impression of Kirk? So when did you first hear, meet him, and what was your first impression?
0: Me, I don't know. I, I truly do not know when I met him. Um, He was in the office one or two times, and I didn't really speak to him, not out of, like, disgust, but just didn't cross paths. He was in, and he did KFC radio in the old office. Um, I believe that's the first time I saw him, and I didn't know much about him. I didn't really have much of an opinion. I don't, like, like, I don't. Like I knew he was like a grading personality, right? Like that was like the whole thing. Well, like, <clears throat> do you remember? A lot of-
1: do you remember when he first engendered an, an emotional response from you? I like him. I don't honestly. Know.
0: No. Okay. M- maybe when he first mentioned about not playing in trivia, and I reached out about it, but I didn't like. I didn't like none of that. Like mattered to me. Like I didn't really have like any
1: strong opinion one way or the other on that at all. Any of that. So, would you have first kind of really got to know him when he did trivia the first time with Karab? Yeah, really. That's it. And i guess you would have been like oh this guy's smart
0: yeah i mean he was pretty good right off the top mm-hmm. um forget i forget I forget their first couple matches but then they played chicago first and they played frank um i didn't i didn't know him like i i tried to nav i funny i tried to navigate it the way that a lot of my co-workers navigate it now we're like, i don't know what the fuck that I, I like i don't know him. like mm-hmm. like what's you know like how serious he is on these things and like so now it's like obviously a different words like a legitimate friend outside mm-hmm. of work but um, yeah well kelly no, too- i don't really have much
1: of- not much of a thought. No. Yeah. Kelly Jean asks, when did you realize that you'd become best friends with him?
0: <laughs> um, God, when did we probably, <laughs> probably like, probably like, I mean like when when they were <laughs> probably like Arizona or something when we did the, uh, it's like, like, like we were, we were friends during like the, like the mini golf thing and like, definitely for sure. But then like, I, I would say, we were there together for the Super Bowl. um, we were definitely friendly in in like 2021 or whatever it was 2022 like the la super Bowl, whatever yeah 2022 Um mm. uh, beginning of that like we were friendly and like talked about movies and stuff and he was very him and i talked about like mental health stuff before that when i'd gone oh, through nice things and he nice. talked about stuff when like when my dad passed and then we came closer through that and then in the summer mini golf um trivia was still obviously like a pretty big thing and he was involved but then that's when it probably really started to take off where I'd say like like a if I think back to a moment of like oh wow this is like just a friend outside of work it's probably when I showed up late in the hotel lobby to go to the content house the Super Bowl because I I had changed my 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 clock had changed and like a phone update and he texted him and Colney texted me like hey we're down in the lobby and I'm like that's weird they're an hour early and really my phone was an hour late and I remember going down, like we just had a good laugh there. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like I forgot, I, like I forgot oh that my, my phone hour changed. Like we drove that dinner together. It's like that'd probably be around the time where it's like. This is, like, not, like, a co We are just friends. Okay.
1: I like <laughs> it.
0: Yeah. he's oh, a, All this shit blends together. Like, I wish I – I have a really good memory on things with so much work stuff. Like, I just, like, don't know time. But, but, but I also possible. think
1: KMS, because it's so often, it's, you know, three you – know, it's four shows a week now. Like, the, all the four shows blend into one, the kind of – you know you might yeah that's for sure that's tough yeah and then it's all one storyline yeah and weeks kind of blend into one so i get it um but just kirk is amazing to talk movies with i mean he you and he i imagine would have some great conversations about movies um oh yeah all right mitch uh this is just a quick one because it's about lights camera barstle but was being hired by barstle the reason why trill left lcb
0: no because he was he was at the company
1: he was with us through 2020. He was there for like four or five years. Okay. yeah. It's a stupid question, Mitch. Um Cullinane's Bald Spot. Do you have the next Pat Ford Day tweet ready? No, I don't.
0: I don't. Uh I have I have one or two ideas, um, but I don't. Your- um it'll be something. The, like i have a couple like gradually like progressing things that i want to do but the next one i don't know there's a few ideas in my head and it's just a matter of like how i want to execute them all right i gotta i gotta level up each time i gotta have like sort of something different i'll level up it's got to be like a different thing it can't just be like his face on a video like it's got to be
1: i think it's got to change it up while that you actually ordered in the frosted flakes to do that that's the, the thing about <laughs> the story that knocked me over that okay, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't i don't eat cereal you, you would think i
0: do but i don't i don't eat cereal yeah
1: but that's the thing. Like, I, I just assumed you would have been thinking, oh, there's a thing of cereal." I'm going to do this. Would you actually? Went, not, no. that I'm, not that I'm Martin Scorsese
0: over here, by the way. That was not an easy shot to get because I had to drop the box, have it land perfectly by the flakes without revealing. He said it the other day on the show that it took me like eight takes. It really did. It took me a lot of takes because I kept revealing it on accident.
1: And I was at one point, I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever mm. done. <laughs>
0: it's like the 10th take. I'm like, I better get this right now.
1: I applaud the effort. Definitely do. Um, And same, Cullinane's bald spot. And Rico wants to know if the opening match of the dozen is live in Boston or not.
0: That's, that's the worst. That actually makes me very upset when he brings that up because I, I wanted it to be and it just wasn't sold through and yeah. nothing okay. you can do because it costs money to put those
1: on. It does. Bastel Bay Area. I would like Jeff to rank his top three, thre- three friends at Bastel in order. That's very hard because I have more than three friends. Well, you got to pick your top three and put them in order. Um, oh, think that. probably,
0: it. Pr- probably, probably Kirk. And then I'll do the combo of Nick and KB and then Tommy probably the three people I talked to. That's probably like the four. That's the four people I talked to the most hands down, but I have other really good friends at the company.
1: I mean, I'm good friends with Kelly. I'm good friends with Rhea and Marty. Like people I've. Kelly I've Cakes. You good, you're friends, good friends, with with friends with for a while. Yeah. That's why that's why you respectfully disagree. I'm a big Kelly Cakes fan. I've never heard a thing of content she does. I just like the way she looks. Um, and I like the way she sort of rants on Friend, Twitter. Ro- Robbie Fox, another good one, uh, uh,
0: an, uh, uh a villain in the KMS world, technically. Mm. And really good friends with Bob Fox.
1: But th- those are the four people I probably talk to easily the most, like daily. Does Kelly have those kind of crazy chick vibes to her when you get to know her, or is she normal off off content?
0: No, Kelly's I think Kelly's very good at what she does with the company okay. in terms of like turns it on and off All right. and can get into it. I, I appreciate people who give a shit at the company. Would she be crazy that's in your... bed? Do you think if if you had to answer the Kirk... no, no, no comment, no comment on on, on that. You're not is divulging into weird. It's like a Kevin. It's like a
1: Kevin What's... question. <laughs> Kevin's question to Kirk about his daughter's no. tits was that's that, just that was the first time Kirk hasn't answered one of his questions. <laughs> that was the first time in all the questions he's asked. That's the first time because he knows Kate kind of listens to the show. Sometimes he didn't answer it. I, um, I I like people who care
0: at the company. Like, I don't like people who don't care about things and you've like, Kirk cares. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when people go all in on stuff in the company. And like I said, I just mentioned about Kelly, like I, I I respect anyone who does content and will, no matter what they're doing, whether it's surviving or whether it's another show, like they care about you it. Take- I think there's some people who don't always care.
1: And I, I wish that was the case for everyone. Yeah, I think she'd take that attitude to the bedroom. Just. Anyway, SD Robinson. No, no will, comment, no comment. will he participate in a Minifan biggest loser competition with Andy Mayo and Coleman? <laughs> I
0: only gotta I only gotta lose like twenty pounds. It's like all I need to lose. Mm-hmm. That four the, I'll tell you what. That uh, surviving barstool, those those four K cameras did a number on me. And I actually I actually looked better in like my last the last two episodes than I did in the first couple, which was it was there were four days. The stress, um, the stress I wouldn't need much. I, I would I, I could be eliminated in the first um like if we, if we did one of those i think i only need like the first like like three episodes it okay. be good i don't i just gotta drop like like
1: just gotta drop my face Glenn. yeah yeah the camera puts on 10 pounds i mean i am terrible oh I'm, man i'm th- 4K, 100 yeah i'm svelte i'm athletic it just, yeah i, just I, I could i could i could i could use to lose 15 20 yeah. but i mean that show made me look like i was fucking jared vogel i just um all right clark spencer Will get Gus get far enough into this podcast to listen to this question before calling it a day? Well, we're now... He, uh, he, he didn't make in. it past the intro. No. He didn't make it past the intro. So no, Clark, to answer your question, no. Buddy, are the Eagles frauds? I don't even know what that <laughs> means. Um, I'm going to say no,
0: but I'm also, I, I think the Eagles, I have a future on the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, so I'm absolutely fucking biased as can be. So okay, you wrong person to ask. I'm not I just I just for, I'm, I'm just blind to the fact that I think they're still really good so mm.
1: there's a question here about me stopping a menace live um this is from Tim Smith he's very upset about me stopping menace live and he wants to know your thoughts on it but I imagine you don't have many thoughts on me stopping menace live
0: I feel like your reasoning though your reasoning is very sound like yeah. like you focus on the things that you think give you the juice like that's just how it is if right. if you live in a world and you have and you do things that you allow you to do that why not do that never do never do anything that you don't enjoy doing or you or you or even makes you not enjoy it a little bit
1: yeah, and can you sort of understand? You can. You can probably understand. And as CEO of the network, a lot of men as Live used to be making fun of shows on the network and interacting with other characters. And as CEO, I have to be above that, and that's just the way it is. That's leadership.
0: Yeah. No. You. You. I'm. I'm. am I'm a big believer in doing what you enjoy. Um. And the second you stop enjoying something, you should think about either changing it or not doing it.
1: Thanks, Jeff. You made me feel a lot better. Uh, there's a question here about. Um, lcb we've covered that but it's doug pretzel last what is trill doing now he left
0: um i'm not at liberty to say
1: okay so he's out of the media a job
0: has a job has okay. a, a family okay, you know great. that there yeah. you go, doug. Trill's I to, his, to be private in the the social media world and still be active on it he's not anymore but to have been active on it and be private is that's a that's a tightrope act so I give
1: him a lot of credit and last question now this is from Iowa Minifan who we've both blocked oh, in God, the past my... he wants to know what needs to happen to get him unblocked
0: um I'll unblock him after this airs okay, I decided I like him I
1: like Andy Mayo
0: he can thank Andy Mayo Andy Mayo I who I don't I don't have a I don't have a number no I do there is one Minifan who I actually hey, I'll never unblock him it's mm. this, this guy who went on a fucking tear after surviving Barstools episode two he's he looks like he's got like a, a, a sith lord icon i hate that person i wish him nothing it, but the worst in is it big
1: good mana fan i don't it- know
0: i only knew he's a fan when i clicked on his profile he was like he was like incessant nervous i almost thought he was a burner for somebody within the mm. company that's how like how endless he was so no i don't hate iowa man i will unblock iowa Mana fan Okay. He but, he made me mad when he would spoil the mini golf thing and all all my replies. That's what set me over the edge. I was like, "Look, I know it got spoiled for you, but like, don't be a dick. Like, you don't yeah. got to be an asshole for everyone else." Yeah. No, I like him now. I like Iowa Minifin.
1: No, that's good. I remember I aggravated you when I said something about the dozen, maybe the about it being spoiled or something. I I, I said something about it, and you got. Oh yeah, you
0: did. You did. You made me mad on something. I forget. But yeah. no, I
1: like you too. So you and I
0: have never been rivals. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's it. Me and we were, we're, were staunch rivals. Okay, yeah. I don't like him either, so he, he, he gets no sympathy from me. Well, that is it for the listener questions. Now we'll we'll wrap it up with a couple of the segment dedicated to the former host of this show, Red's parents. they have both passed away, and you know, in, in a way, we can dedicate this to your father as well. This segment, it's yeah. you know, I imagine in heaven they've got all the streaming services and they've got unlimited time so this is our chance to recommend to the people that have fallen what they can watch up there Uh, I just want to give everyone a network update there's a great episode of Mount Kirkmore go and watch that Steve from Gloucester dropped a new consistency podcast he did have you heard that did you listen to it yet no I I I will listen to it via the Kirkmanahan show it's it's sort of yeah, he needs to find a new act old Stevie but um it was, it was good 16 minutes i I like the concept of just doing 10 or 15 minutes on the show and I encourage other minute fans to do it just record it on your phone and send it in but what have you been watching uh, jeff
0: i'm re-watching house of cards yep i don't know why mm. um i also heard watching you do, all the movies. Star Wars rewatch as well I am doing a Star Wars rewatch. I mean, I'm just watching all the new movies that I can. Like, I I have a show, I always have a show that I'm watching. I don't, I try not to watch movies when I'm working because I know how to focus on them. But like, I always have a show that I have up. Right now it's House of Cards, which I'm in the good part of House of Cards. It gets bad pretty soon um, because I'm in like the middle of season two. but then other than that like nothing crazy new like I watched the King Kong show and I've seen all like the new movies that have come out and King Kong movies great again I'm watching the Maestro as we speak I didn't love Wonka at all Mm. um I thought it was fine but not anywhere near people love it and I just can't get on board with that I I did not like the new Netflix movie the leave the world behind the Obama one
1: um I quite like I thought thought it was a very fine telly movie like if I I don't I didn't hate as much as Colin hated it I didn't hate it that much but I did think
0: Julia Roberts like I, he said it on his show I thought Marcia Ali acted circles around Julia Roberts I thought she was very out of place in that Interesting. movie I, I, I appreciated the attempt they attempted to do something weird but sometimes it's like mm, it's like I can see like sometimes the effort is so great that it's like I can just see the effort I don't see the results
1: yeah I just felt it was a very fine movie to watch on the couch if I'd gone to the movies to I might not have been. There have been way me. worse Netflix Netflix releases. Let's yeah. I'll put it that way. There's been way worse things on Netflix. So definitely. Um so Star Wars Rewatch, you're watching all the movies again. Earlier this year, I did a full timeline rewatch with all the shows, everything. Took about three months. Was very satisfying. Very, very satisfying. It,
0: I I have the ha I've watched them on 4K for the first time because I have the 4K player my new TV big TV so I've been watching that and it's just the best Empire Strikes Back is so it's fucking unbelievable it's I, amazing movie
1: I also went to they screened the three originals on the original 35 millimeter release this year in oh. the cinema here so I went and saw that that was brilliant too it, I
0: it, it hasn't been uh, this if there's ever a moment to see it on the big screen it's an automatic buy it's yeah. an automatic go see it Definitely. never miss that opportunity
1: I'm rewatching Rebels as well because after Ahsoka, I wanted to go back into Rebels again. So I'm almost finished the rewatch of that. I love um, Rebels. Yeah. Love that show. It, it's certainly grown on me. Um, and then I think maybe the most underrated show on television is Slow Horses. Have you ever seen it? No, but I know people have watched it. Jeff, you have to watch it on Apple TV. It's—I think they're airing the third season right now. It's six episodes a season. You could binge it on a weekend. Gary Oldman, maybe the performance of his life. I mean, I can't think of a better show on TV at the moment. Like it is that good. I'll throw it out there. I'll—I'll I'll definitely uh... slow horses. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's got everything I love about a show. It's got—it's got action. It's funny. It's clever. It's well acted. Um. Yeah. Have you heard of a show, Citadel? Citadel. Um, like the most expensive. Wait, I... it was on Amazon Prime. The most expensive show. I haven't watched it. Someone recommended it to me. What is this one?
0: Yeah. Um. Oh no! I'm confused with something else. No. I, my, is it
1: worth watching? Yeah. Scores aren't that great. No. Okay. You haven't seen it. Um, and that's about it for me I have uh, I saw Silent Night that new John Woo uh, action film last week that was ordinary it didn't land for me it was fine yeah
0: I, I in terms of the holiday horror stuff the one that I actually didn't dislike all that much I thought was pretty decent was Thanksgiving
1: oh yeah you like I think that Thanksgiving one? was a kind of a funny take on those Haven't seen that one. yeah okay i have to see that well, that is what we've been watching with the great Jeff Dilo from the former Lights Camera Barstool podcast. Jeff, thanks for coming on Minifandom. We've had a great time. It's been great to talk yeah, to you. Yeah. No,
0: thank you for having me. No, I, I'm, I'm glad we could finally do this. It's, I know I've tried to go on the other show on Fridays, but those are tougher because Fridays kind of line up tough, but I'm glad we could
1: finally do this. Absolutely. Well, Minifans, Minifans, Minifandom will be back soon. Uh, we're going to do extra episodes over the holidays, appreciate the support. Um, and, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks, Jeff.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> okay. I know, yeah, I know where this is yeah. going. on. <laughs> Done by a vegetable Aussie. <laughs> Looking for things that were said by big Steve. Steve made some comments. About his own family, he erased a cousin, and made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. <laughs> <laughs> With missing audio, yep, he discover too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. He enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is prolific, Jesus. Oh yeah, quick. Candid Steve, a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Steve's a motherfucker (laughs) Call them out as a show scrubber (laughs) He wants Steve replaced by another I heard some news today An Australian man Nobody can fuck with (laughs) SE. Yeah! He fucked up a man down.